0: Welcome to Eurovision, Queens! Welcome to Eurovision, Queens! A podcast that celebrates the breadth and depth of the diverse musical stylings of the Eurovision Song Contest. Hello, I'm Andy, and if my love for Eurovision was a crime, I'd be found guilty. And I'm Ryan, a Eurovision basic bitch who's here to learn more about the contest's history, and I'm not your mother. Whoa, sassy. (laughs) (laughs) So, we've reached episode 12. Yay! Doos, in fact. 12 points. Yes. So, as you're listening to this, we happen to be... Where are we today? I think we should be in San Francisco of all oh, yeah, that's places. exciting, isn't it? <laughs> Randomly for 24 hours. so 26 hours? 22 hours. Exactly. So, wherever you are in the world, we're currently running Riot in San Fran. So, you've been busy on Twitter then, this time around, haven't you? What have you been up to? Well, it's quite a few weeks ago now, but let's <laughs> pretend it just happened. <laughs> I created a Twitter list called, surprisingly, Eurovision Queens. And it's a list of all the great Eurovision podcasts out there that are on Twitter. So if you want to follow other Eurovision podcasts, you want to find out some new ones maybe that you've not discovered yet, there's a list of great podcasts out there on Twitter, on lists, and we're, of course, part of that feed. So you can just go to that and it collects all of the different tweets from the different podcast accounts um, from Eurovision Podcasts. Excellent. I guess you're going to be updating it whenever new. Yes. Whenever new little Eurovision podcasts when appear they're out they're of nowhere. Born, yeah, they struggle into the world. <laughs> but enough of this frivolity. <laughs> Let's get down to business. Can you explain the structure of this podcast to me? I know we're twelve episodes deep, but some people will be coming to this afresh, noobs. <laughs> so if you found this episode first, welcome. Each episode, we aim to play seven Eurovision songs based on seven different categories. What are those first three categories? Gosh, that sounded a bit threatening, that question. (laughs) Those first three (laughs) categories are time-locked to different periods in Eurovision history. The first song we always play is from 2010s to the present day. Then we go back in time to 90s and noughties. And finally, we don our miniskirts and flares for 1956 to... 80s. The second three will be a UK entry, the bridesmaid slot for those acts that finished second in a Eurovision final. We're running out of those as well, let's be honest, because <laughs> there's a lot of second places we don't like we've discovered. There'll only be a few more of those then that slot Ooh. will be dead. Dead to us. Good. And then we give out the Juice award to an act that never got to Eurovision but should have done, named after the iconic band Juice. And then we hand over to the randomizer. <sighs> The chaos monkey that is the randomizer that will pick any song, any act from all of Eurovision. Who will it be this week and what year will it be? Oh, the tension is powerful. Should we have a stab at a guess now? Yeah, go for it. Well, I haven't got anywhere to write it down, so we'll have to commit this to memory. Okay. I'm going to say 83. 83? Yeah. I'm going to go for 2007. Ooh, don't know why a strong year (laughs) (laughs) so if you like the sound of the structure and the content of our podcast it's time for you to strap in get a drink at your side maybe put your feet up even maybe you're doing the ironing Mm -hmm. we don't know you're all welcome and first of all we're going to play that familiar anthem So, first off, we've got 2010s to present day. We do, and we're starting off with a right banger. This is If Love Was a Crime by Polly Genova, who represented Bulgaria in 2016. So that was If Love Was a Crime by Polly Genova. It certainly was. <laughs> Wasn't it just. <laughs> <laughs> or ooh, Limey Lufta, as I always like to call it. Ooh, Limey Lufta. That's what she says, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> ooh, Limey Lufta. <laughs> Limey Lufta. I don't know what, what that is means. A Limey I, don't go, I don't know, but I don't care. Right. Because I'm here for the Lime Lufta's if she's singing it. Mm. Yeah? Mm, definitely. Toads. So, Polly Genova. Polly Plamenova, Genova, to give her a full name, is from Bulgaria. This was not her first Eurovision rodeo. Oh, wow. I know. She previously appeared in 2011, where she didn't make the final, despite having an incredibly strong song that the Eurovision faithful considered <laughs> to be a very, very good entry. It came 12th, so she only just missed the cut in 2011. Oh. But maybe that's kind of good, because maybe we wouldn't have had if Love Was A Crime, if that hadn't happened. I don't know. Mm, she's definitely coming back with some determination in this one, yeah. isn't she? You can see it on her and face. And some joyful confidence. I yeah. Mean, she just <laughs> knows it's a good song. She knows that she's having a good time. And the staging's there. Everything's right. Well, because she's on the stage on her own for pretty much the whole song. But you, she doesn't seem lost or any, you know, no. anything like that. She's really giving it some. I think the way they the geometric shapes at the back it all kind of feels like it points to her and makes Mm. it she's so center stage and the confidence in that is is very important Mm. also she's a proper punk you can just tell from her hair you know she's always been a bit punky and does have a side of her head shaved which is great yeah Yeah, automatic punk yeah yeah points there (laughs) (laughs) automatic punk points (laughs) yeah i've got a doctor who related story i'm sorry is that allowed on the Eurovision podcast? Um, I'm going to allow it because I can see that there's a Disney reference on her Wikipedia page oh, as well. So, so as that long makes as you come with the Disney reference and I'll, I'll say the Doctor Who reference. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that <Her laughs> that sounds her, fair. The Doctor Who reference is that she has light-up bits on her clothes and I don't think they work that well. There's a Doctor Who story called Death of the Daleks in which these characters called Exelons, these alien characters, have light-up bits in their bodies mm. and they never really quite work. They work better on Polygenova than they did on the Exelons, but I'm still... All reminded of that Doctor Who story thinking what's the point of the mm. lighty up bits? They so, don't really do a lot. Well Polly's lighty uppy bits so only light up towards the end of the song. They do. And then they're vibrant but they're just all a white light. Yeah. So she's got the geometric shapes like on her shoulders, she does. her earrings and on her legs. Did you like the light uppy bits? I like the light uppy bits, but I feel like they should have lit up at the second chorus and then at the third chorus they could have pulsed loads of different lights. <gasps> And, you know, it would have been a reveal on top of a reveal. I'm there for that. Yeah, see? Seems. That would have done it, wouldn't it? All right, so I have my Doctor Who reference. What was the Disney reference? So the Disney reference yeah. is she voiced Judy Hopps in Zootopia oh. in the Bulgarian version. Okay. So I just saw Zootopia and I was like, ooh, what's ooh, going on? <laughs> ooh, ooh. I thought she may have been the, the Shakira character who's a Giselle that's the musical singing Giselle the I've world seen of Zootopia. Zootopia incredibly but I just don't remember all I remember is the very slow Clark the sloth <laughs> the sloth the sloth, <laughs> yeah. sloth 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 so do you want to know more about Polygenova yeah totally well before I tell you we're going to play a bit of Na In That the song that came 12th in the Eurovision semi-final in 2011 because it's good good let's go and that means In Spite. It's a song about defiance and it's gorgeous, as you just heard. Not as good as If It Was a Crime, in my opinion. Where did If love Was a Crime come on the night? Sixth? No. Fourth. Ooh, okay. Pretty good, eh? Strong field as well. Very good for, like, I would feel like I've never heard this in a club or anything like that. Yeah. So it's too good to be ignored. Yeah, why is it ignored? But But, yeah, I never hear people talking about it on podcasts. Do you not? Well, this is the thing we discover on podcasts. We listen to quite a lot of Eurovision podcasts now. Because, to be honest, we're kind of scouting out the competition in a way. <laughs> but we also just kind of want to hear what people are talking about. And we're getting a bit fed up of everyone talking about ABBA and Waterloo and bloody... Yes, Euphoria is brilliant. <laughs> of course it is. But there are other songs out and there. People, and people... I reckon we could do that, that dance that she does very well in a club. We'd be with able. our little wiggly legs we would we you know what i'd even go so far as to do learn the whole thing well learn the whole thing but also stick lighty up bits to my body well if you put your phone on your shoulder and i put my phone on your leg <gasps> and then you've got a few so you could light up well, and do it that I'm, way I'm, uh, <laughs> that's me in the club watch out i may even be doing it in san francisco i think we stand better a chance in sweden or somewhere like that but, yeah in the secret garden club Definitely. Yeah. We'll be there in March. If you're Ready be there. planning it out. I promised to tell you a bit about Polly and I didn't. She used to be in a Bulgarian children's ensemble, a pop group called Bon Bon. Sounds a bit dodgy to me. She also hosted the Junior Eurovision Song Contest when it was held in Bulgaria in 2015 in the capital, Sofia. Did you know that? No. No. There's so much more I can tell you about Polly if I just scroll down Wikipedia a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to Polly talking on the Brilliant Eurovision Legends podcast, which I often talk about, which is hosted <laughs> by Emile Lofstrom. And he should really give us some money. Honestly, we're always, <laughs> we're always talking about that one. In which she was talking about the selection process in Bulgaria wasn't always, I don't know, bona fide. It was a bit dodge. And she should have got to perform more and probably would have gone to more Eurovisions had it not been for the way they chose artists. But I don't know how true that is now. But this was a few years ago in that interview. Go find that interview, it was very, very good. What else can I tell you about Polly? She's married, she's got two children. She's still producing music? Yes, she is. In fact, she released a new album called Foyer in 2020. There we go. So she's still going. I always remember as well, during the Eurovision semi final in 2016, she was interviewed by that dreadful, what's he called, Scott Mills? <laughs> oh. Scott Mills, who's just the most wooden presenter of all time. Mm. I've said it on a podcast, so I don't care, I stand by it, he's dreadful. <laughs> he interviewed her along with someone else, I think it was pre Rylan. But it was someone else who was being more excited. I think it may Mel. have even been that one. I don't think it was Mel Gietrich. I think it was the one who was in The Scissor Sisters. What's the woman called from that? Animatronic. Yeah, animatronic, yeah. And she and him were interviewing Polly. And they just could tell how charismatic she was. And they, that she was going to do really well. Mm. And it was all about, this is going to do really well. This is one to watch on the night. Mm. And they were right. Yeah, because she carries that performance completely. You can see that the... the, the... Magic in her eyes. Yeah. I'm going to say that. Sparkle yeah. with magic. And the excitement of being there. Yeah. And yeah. Brilliant. Thank you, Polly Genova. You brightened up our Eurovision lives. So up next, we've got 90s to noughties. We certainly have. Now, a little story. I was in Croatia recently. Oh, yeah. Yes. In a little town called Koprivnica and I was presenting, I was giving a keynote talk about user experience to lots of Croatians. It wasn't translated. I couldn't tell whether they were gathering, <laughs> taking all the information that I was gathering this big room of Croatians. But um, there seemed to be some nods and smiles. But it was soon, it was me nodding and smiling when I was in the audience for the next presentation, because suddenly, halfway through the presentation, I didn't understand any of the Croatian <laughs> that was going on, but there was a picture of the next act on the screen. Who was that? Severina, who sang the song Moya Stickler for Croatia in 2006. Moya Stickler, which means my heel, I think as in my high heels, from Croatia, sung by Severina in 2006. I could have told you that was 2006 <coughs> without looking at anything. Why did I know that's 2006? Because of the staging. Yes, it's the inverted stairs staging that are just 2006. It's the same <laughs> background for Show Me Your Love by Tina Carroll. I right. recognise it instantly. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think? I thought that was fun but a bit bonkers. Very Eurovision y. Totally bonkers. That's <laughs> what I was gonna say. It's bonkers, but nowhere else would you ever get that but Eurovision. It's, it's bonkers but not crazy. It's not stupidly silly. No. It's just I don't wanna say fun because I feel like I say that too much, but it, it's joyful. Yeah. It's very joyful. Yeah, well it's the second time we said joyful today. Oh no, really? Yeah. When did I say joyful? No, on? I no I said it about about the first one, about oh. yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's too early to say that's a theme. Would you like a translation of some of it? Only if it's off the top of your head and you've not used Google. No, I learned learned (laughs) Croatian. In your 24 hours in Croatia. I did give the introduction in in Croatian. Okay. Well, all I said was good morning. And I've forgotten that now. (laughs) So, do you want to hear my Croatian? Go for it. Dobro jutro. That means means good morning. Oh, very good. That's all I knew. So, based on your knowledge of Dobro jutro... (laughs) I want you have a full translation. Okay. <laughs> because the grass hasn't sprouted yet, where my heels stopped. Ticker tacker around half past three, you will pinch me so that I can't be seen. I know people like you very well. The devils are your godfathers. <laughs> knock, knock, you're going to ask for my number. Knock, knock, knock on someone else, because the grass hasn't sprouted yet. Where my heels stopped. Come on, come on, come on, come on, etc. No idea what any of that means, but I like it. Particularly the ticker a bit at half past three. like that business. Mm. <laughs> sounds like more of a, like, you're not, that don't come knocking around these parts. No, it comes around my heels, yeah. 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 I don't like the thing about that, because the, the grass is not sprouted yet. Why not? It sounds like a, because I'm too young for you, sort of. Oh, it could be, yes. That would be my... Well, it could be just it's not spring yet. Maybe. It's but that's time. the same sort of metaphor, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, something's a bit dodgy. <laughs> anyway, Severina, she is also my age, born in 1972. Mm-hmm. And as we've established before, not this, your sister. That's not me, she's my sister. <laughs> it means she'd be in the same year in school as you. Unless she was my twin. Unless she was your twin. <laughs> anyway... Severina was on the PowerPoint slide at that presentation because she is one of the most famous Croatian celebrities. She is all over the Croatian national newspapers all the time, partly because of her talent as an actress and a singer, and obviously she performed at Eurovision in 2006, but mainly I think she's beautiful and because she's had lots of high-profile affairs with lots of people, including um, footballers and famously a married man. (gasps) who I think was a politician, and in, a, I can't remember what it was, a sex tape was released. So, yeah, and she tried to stop it and they were like, nah, love, you can't uh, do anything about it. Oh, no. But she lives in Zagreb, which is where I flew into. Oh, okay. Yes. Cool. I think I'd like you as our um, our fashion correspondent <laughs> to talk a bit about her outfit. So her outfit, she has got her legs out. <laughs> totally. Her dress has got no front to it. <laughs> But she's in a, l- like, it's, it's a mullet dress, is what it is. It's the sort of dress that we're only a few episodes into Drag Race UK Series 4, but Sminty drop every time has come out in a dress like this. <laughs> Short at the front and long at the back. Long at the back, yes. with the frillies at sides. But hers is all red and layered. And she's in red high heels. Her sticklers, her moya sticklers. And <laughs> she is sort of tap dancing-y, sort of ethnicy dancing in them. She's doing a very good job. Mm. It's infectious and great fun. And then, just when you think you've had enough, there's a reveal. There's she, a she does Spurs. a solo yeah, box fizz moment. Does. Off the dress comes. Off the skirt comes. Yes, yeah, not the whole dress. <laughs> I digress <laughs> about the dress. And then it's a little um, what is it? A bodysuit? No, <laughs> a corseted number. Yeah, it's a corseted number. Let's say that. <laughs> She's released lots and lots of albums over the years. Important question I haven't asked yet. Oh, where did it come? Where did it come? Out of about twenty-four, I think. Tenth. It was twelfth. Oh, okay. Halfway through the field. Mm. But when you consider she sung in 20th place, it should have probably done better than that. Mm. That's a prime position. Yeah. But it is an odd mix of styles. There's a lot of ethnic elements to it. Very odd lyrics. I mean, the bit that I always used to laugh about was the Africa paprika bit. But I used to think she was saying Africa pafrica. (laughs) But now she's saying paprika comes from Africa, I think. Mm. Or paprika, as I call it. Do you call it paprika or paprika? Paprika. Correct. Africa paprika doesn't sound... No, it doesn't (laughs) quite rhyme, does it? I should have contacted Severina when I was in Zagreb to point this out to her. I think she probably knows that by now. Really? Okay. So we're going to leave Croatia behind us now. We're going to travel a little bit to the west, across Europe, to Spain. And we are going all the way back to 1973. Quite a leap from 2006. And this is the group Macedades singing RS2. (laughs) Come oh. That was the song Eris 2, sung by the group Mosadades. I hope I'm saying that right. I don't actually know. Just say it fast with confidence. That's I what you've said before. That's what I <laughs> <laughs> so Eris 2 means it is you. This did quite well in the contest. What position do you think it came? Well, you just said it did quite well, so I'm going to say sixth. It was second. Second? We could have even put it in our Bridesmaid Awards slot. If only we... Well, we're trying to kill that category. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're using this in the 50s to 80s slot instead. So what did you think of that? I have two thoughts. The first one is it sounds very similar to I can't help falling in love with it you. It does, doesn't it? And I think it's the first couple of bars mm-hmm. sound like that so then I couldn't get over that. So I had that in my head. Mm-hmm. Three thoughts. <laughs> That's thought one. Yeah. Thought number two is they look like a bunch of teachers. They really did. They were all having a crack at being musicians or something. Yeah. Because there's six of them on stage, like two women and four guys. They're relieved it's the weekend, the school week's done, but they're tired because they've been teaching children all week. But 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 they did one performance in a pub and someone liked it and now they've kind of it's got that hand. <laughs> <laughs> and before they know it, they're at Eurovision. Yeah. And then my <laughs> thought, escalated yeah. fast. And then my third and final thought is that I like how the or- the orchestra pit is on tears in the background and it makes it feel like the Muppets you it know at the beginning like of the Muppets when they all does. come on <laughs> exactly like that well I'm glad we have got this high class yep. commentary from you, well done it's all firing all over the place Yeah, I've got some um, clothing to talk about here it's a sort of time, 1973, right, 74 oh I think it's the worst time for clothes ever, where everyone's just wearing terribly clashing material as dark green with a pink and purple going on it's like no think. one had a conversation of what color are we gonna wear no there's no color pal- <laughs> color palettes didn't exist in 73 and i think there's nowhere more obvious than in watching this song by um by is artists. it maybe because i have a theory that i've just come up with Ooh. is it maybe because most people still have black and white tvs so they didn't know so they didn't know and people didn't realize that People could see colours yes. <laughs> I don't think it worked
1: like that. Colour <laughs> hadn't
0: been invented yet. So everything was in black and white. So everything was in black and, and white. on Eurovision. So people were on TV and they didn't give a crap about what colours they were wearing. See, I'm reading that like they didn't know what they were wearing, what colour they were wearing, until they saw it broadcast on Eurovision. <laughs> don't think it works like that. No. <laughs> but I like the theory. Mm. Can you tell me about the plagiarism scandal that relates to this song? So there was an entry on the Wikipedia page that <laughs> said there's a plagiarism scandal. I was like, yes, because it sounds like... I, is it a song called I Can't Help Falling In Love With You? Yeah, I think so. Is that... Yeah, that's the one I'm And of. is it originated by Elvis? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Or well, at least he, he popped up. The most famous it. version yeah, is Elvis, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But it's got nothing to do with that whatsoever. No, it was the 1966 song um, Brez Bezed, Without Words, from Yugoslavia. So, seven years earlier, they were saying, well, who was just basically that? So, dodgy as. But there was no, um, no lawsuit filed, so they got away with it. <laughs> if that's what happened. <laughs> you're saying that they definitely they, did, without even hearing the other they song. They got away with it, allegedly. <laughs> I was scared <laughs> if I put allegedly in there. Yeah. So that means I'm free. Whereas I'm it. saying it's a complete rip-off of Elvis. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh! Did you know that rs two is one of the most popular Eurovision songs of all time, most successful of all time. More successful than ABBA? I don't think it's more successful than ABBA, but it's certainly up there. It's what? one of those Valare tracks, you know, that everyone talks about. That didn't win, but it's very. very I've funny. never heard this song before in my life. It got was a top ten hit in the United States. Well, I don't live in the United States. <laughs> oh, I don't live in the United States, but I know songs that have been hits in the United States. That's a ridiculous. Name thing. what's number one right now. <laughs> I can't name what's number one right now in this country. Fair. <laughs> I don't care about the popular hit parade. <laughs> so, um, the song was inducted into the Latin Grammy Hall of Fame in 2013 and ranked 47. In the Billboard 50s greatest Latin songs of all time. All this information we're giving you, well <laughs> done, us. So, anyway, the winner that year was Anne-Marie David with Toute Reconnaitra. And that was, I think it was, this was performed in Luxembourg and Luxembourg won again. It was two years in a row where Luxembourg won.
1: Because
0: mm. they won in 1972 when Vicky Leandros sang Apre And then again this year when Anne-Marie David sang Toute Reconnaitra. Who did they beat into third place? Do you know? France. No, the UK. Oh. <laughs> Richard. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Moving on. I don't know about you. I think it's time for a break. Yeah, well, I think it's time for another beer. Okay. We'll be back <laughs> after a swift one. <laughs> <laughs> We're not down in it. Just it. Thank you for listening to Eurovision Queens. Why not come and have a conversation with us on Twitter at Euroqueenspod? Or if you're on Instagram, we're Eurovision Queens, where we're uploading lots of very exciting reels. On both of those, there's also a link in our bio to our Spotify playlist for everything that we've played in the show so far. Back to the show. And we're back from the break, and I have a <laughs> confession to make to the dear listeners. What? <laughs> Oh, well, we were trying to be all cool and calm and pretend that, that it was okay, paper of the cracks. But for this episode and the next few episodes, <laughs> I'd actually chosen in the 50s to, what is it? 50s, 50s to, to 80s? 80s slot, um three 90s songs, just because, as as Ryan said, you don't understand how numbers work. <laughs> <laughs> so we quickly had to choose errors 2. But um we'll be I will just understand numbers more for the if you time, could so. try and be better. I will and try and understand numbers. It's just yeah. a good thing you're pretty. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. We now have our UK entry. Who is it, Ryan? It's, it's Belle and the Devotions with Love Games, who ooh. represented the UK in nineteen eighty-four. Spelling and the Devotions with Love Games. Tell me, where do you think that came? Um, 84, UK. Bearing in mind Sweet Dreams with Never Giving Up came sixth the previous year. Oh, oh gosh, yeah, because they were mortified by that. Twelve. It was seventh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so back in those days, still a disaster. A disaster. Disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Belle and the Devotions were Kit Wolf, Laura James <laughs> and Linda Sophia. I always get them confused with another group from the 80s called Mari Wilson and the Wilsatians. The Wilsatians? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's a really bad name. But just because they had a really similar groove, which was the 60s song, mm-hmm. but in the 80s, the difference with Belle and the Devotions is they have a sort of very accessible punk pop vibe, which is very 80s. They're wearing the neon and the plastic and the blush. Blush. Orange blush. Yeah. The orange, the zesty, citrusiness of that time <laughs> was just too much to bear, I remember. I remember a shopping trip with my sister to Newcastle, and I remember that every clothes shop we went into, it was either, all the girls' clothes were all lime, lemon, and orange, and mm. that was the only colours you could buy. So that's why they were all And you couldn't those. get in the shop because everyone had a perm. <laughs> yes that's my main. (laughs) there was no space in the shops because the air was full of perm yeah exactly what did did you think of Love Games I kind of liked it (laughs) I think I'm I think your influence is hitting me too hard at this point because I I liked the generational mess of it with the 60s and 80s and silliness although you know like if you listen to the song you only get the 60s yes without the visuals it's just a 60s song yeah so really it's just it harkens back to that time I guess yeah But what's the first thought when you you heard the song was Love Games? (laughs) Yeah, I keep playing. My head keeps doing Love Games from The Mighty Boosh and Old Greg. Love Games? Do you love me? Are you playing your love games with me? I just want to know what to do because I need your love a lot. Oh, come on now. So what did you think of the performance of Kit and the girls then? It was nothing like Love Games from Mighty Boosh. <laughs> <laughs> I felt it was a bit all over the place and we were shouting as we were watching it. Turn around. Yeah, the two... What are they called? The, devotions. The, the devotions... They were didn't devoted we, to the back of the stage, <laughs> not to the front. They didn't turn around. We thought they were going to be proper ugly, because they didn't turn around for half of it. Yeah, it and then they around. finally took their coats off. Yeah, and so we'll, we'll <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll, we've we'll, done we'll stay. Yeah, we've done a two verses and a chorus, but we'll stay. So, Kit Wolf, this isn't her first Eurovision. Uh-huh. She'd also been a backing singer for Sweet Dreams, although not on stage. She wasn't hidden in one of the stools either. <laughs> she was in the back. Oh, I just just imagine she was on a bar stool behind stage doing the whole thing. thing, The whole thing. She loved it so much, because she wasn't allowed to be at the front. She had a little confetti in her pocket ready to go at the end. She hated (laughs) Cary Grant. (laughs) No, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Making up the... No, it's lovely. Exactly. It was the other woman she hated. Yeah. She also performed the same task for Samantha Janis who sang a message for your heart for mm-hmm. to your heart in nineteen ninety one. She was behind the scenes in Milan at that travesty of a contest that went so badly. When oh in the wa- shopping centre. <laughs> yes, that one. With the guy. With the guy. <laughs> yes. You'll never you'll never forget that. No. He's glazing over. I've lost him. <laughs> I've lost him. This <laughs> Kit Rolfe also recorded the song Fly, Eddie, Fly, which is by Eddie the Eagle Edwards, which didn't do well. There were also other Bella of the Devotions singles that didn't chart. This was the only one that charted. Where did it chart in the UK singles chart? Eighth. Eleventh. Oh, no, even top ten. No, but it was good. It did better than Sweet Dreams did. Oh. So that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. I remember them being on top of the pops. Now we can't avo- we can't <laughs> sorry, woke <laughs> you up, man. We can't avoid the booing. That oh we yeah, right. So at what the was end. all that about? Well, it was to. Or do... do I need to know my history? Yeah, if you could find out more about the history. <laughs> when I was two, <laughs> I wasn't really paying attention. So the boos were football oh. related, which has nothing to do with Eurovision. Honestly, don't get them conflated. Keep your football out of Eurovision. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, why football related? Then? I think the people in the audience were annoyed that United Kingdom hooligans had caused trouble in Luxembourg the previous year, so they thought they'd boo them. Oh well, that's fair because yeah, but still, it's not. It doesn't. We shouldn't be tarred with the same brush as the hideous football hooligans. What did they do? I don't know. They must have murdered people <laughs> to have been that bad. They murdered people. <laughs> <laughs> so upset with the United Kingdom after England football fans rioted. Rioted. So they rioted. So that was the very glow Citrus and Lemon Bell and the Devotions. And unfortunately it's not on Spotify. Oh no, we can't add it to our list. Do they know about our Spotify list? Because no one bloody follows it. The Spotify playlist is just for me at this point. (laughs) And you, to a degree, when no, we're we, in the car. While people are listening to this, may they may have already become firm friends with our Spotify playlist. Spotify, mm-hmm. Spotify, with our Spotify playlist. Mm-hmm. It's been around for some months now. It's all of the eclectic, brilliant mix of songs that we've gathered together in one gorgeous playlist, mm. which you can follow. Yeah, in our bio. Yeah. On Twitter, Twitter. and Instagram, yeah. it's on our Linktree. Yeah. Thing on the Linktree. The magical Linktree. The magical Linktree. There's all, a link to it all the songs we have in all of our episodes so and it's pretty bloody good over 100 songs now if you ma- had a, if you were can i do maths no no i can't do maths i can't do numbers at all no it turns out. <laughs> well there's seven songs in, in 12 episodes yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's probably about 70 songs because there's not they're not all on there are they There's about 70 songs so far. But it's only growing, this playlist. I mean, it's probably three or four hours long by now. So, you know, if you've got a party going on, stick that on. This thing about... if you're doing the vacuuming. Yeah, exactly. Put some headphones on. But this thing about me not knowing numbers. You know, one of the highlights of my career... Whereas when I had a budget of over a million pounds, I thought it was just so <coughs> hilarious that I was left in charge of a budget of a million pounds. I think we're getting our episode team. <laughs> Andy doesn't know numbers. <laughs> Moving on swiftly, we are at our second place entry, our Bridesmaid Award. This is Verka Sadushka singing the classic Dancing Tumbai" for Ukraine in 2007. <laughs> Do we need to check that this came second, because you don't understand numbers? 7-7 Alulu
1: sieben sieben 7-7 Alulu
0: Very definitely Verka Sadushka singing Lasha Tumbai, dancing Lasha Tumbai. Mm-hmm. What do you think? You know. Oh, so. God. Well, yeah. I mean, everyone. This It's a modern-day classic, really, isn't yeah, it? Although totally. I'm surprised it's from 2007. I thought it was way more contemporary than that. Right. Okay. I don't know why. I feel like maybe Ukraine were ahead of the proper, like, the New Age Eurovision hmm. contest. Because that... That could be any year from... Yeah, ever. Ever, couldn't it? Since to... Yeah, well, well... But you'd think more... Like New Age. 2007, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely. Yeah. Uh, the thing... I like how a Eurovision song ends like that. So they get extra points for that. Yeah, totally. The same as Golden Boy in our first episode, where yeah. it's like, okay... Three minutes, bye. Yes. So yeah. it's that kind of, I like I like the corniness of recognising it. Like. Yeah, well, they both, They all three of them thrust forward, don't they? And there's a ting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Love it. Vekka Sadushka is such a Eurovision legend that when they came to do the Switch song at the, whatever contest it was, about 10 years later, where various stars of Eurovision sang different each other's songs. We had Mons, we had Eleni Ferreira, we had Conchita. Conchita, we had Verka. That's how legendary mm. she is.
1: Shalom, Europe! Shalom, Israel!
2: Forget you divine and he's about to regret
0: um, Rightfully so. Oh, totally. (laughs) But what I remember is the backlash behind the scenes at 2007's Eurovision. There was lots of shows around Eurovision at the time. I think it was the peak of the BBC's interest in it in the 2000s. And there was lots of behind-the-scenes shows, and people would be interviewed backstage saying, oh, it will be terrible if that horrendous Ukrainian song wins, and it's not music, it's just rubbish. And and in the end, there was this, obviously it came second, and there was all these very pompous people being relieved mm. that Serbia won with Molletvar. It was a good song, Molletvar, but I wanted this one to win. I thought it was just legendary. As soon as I heard it, this should be the winner and yeah. I think it stood the test of time. And um, well, we danced to it in a club in London we did. this year. This year. <laughs> so <laughs> without asking for it. Without <laughs> without having to ask for it most yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> also enjoyed its appearance in the film Spy with um who was the actress in that? Melissa McCartney. Yeah. McCarthy. McCarthy. And also it was in Killing Eve when Villanelle was visiting her Russian rural town where there's was the fair <laughs> and she was playing a game and then it was like, oh my God, Lash of Sunbites in the background. That was amazing. <laughs> but that was just the song. They yes. actually... Oh, in Spy, they're actually in it. Doing performing exactly very much, the same yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. When um, Melissa McCarthy's trying to get a, a bomb not blowing up in the crowd. Some plot points. Some plot yeah, points. Yeah, but most importantly... Zirka was there. It, it just became very Eurovision-y. <laughs> it did. <laughs> do you know anything about Verka Sadushka? Do you want to know more? I know nothing. I, I do want to know more. She. I feel like they turn up with their gran. Yes. At of her mother. Oh, is it her mother? Yeah, right. they've been on Graham Norton lots of times. The first time that Verka Sadushka appeared on anything other than Eurovision that I can remember in the UK was on a 2008 edition of The Graham Norton Show. Mm-hmm. This was just the year before Graham started doing Eurovision because I think Terry's last year was 2008 and he started 2009 and Graham knew nothing about Eurovision and we were furious watching it because we were like this is the legend, Verka Sadushka who you've got bow in the presence bow and she was like he was turning to the audience saying I've no idea who this is I've been told we've got to you know we have got this link up with this person I don't care he was really rude about it and that really set up how we felt about Graham Norton to begin with. Mm. He's since obviously a massive fan, completely of England, embraced. But, yeah, and he looked. He looked back at that embarrassed. I think mm. that he didn't recognise who, who the heck Verka was. Mm. But part of the problem was also was that the Ukrainian um, there was no translation, and Verka had no idea what was being said, and they had no idea what she was saying as well. Wow. So there was a proper language. So a car breakdown. crash ensued. A language breakdown between a UK person and a Ukrainian <laughs> person. That hasn't happened in my life at all. <laughs> <Calm down. laughs> I won't tell that particular behind-the-scenes story. Mm, but it is work-related. Anyway, let me tell you a bit more about her. Go for it. Verka Sadushka is actually Andrei Mikhailovich Danilko. That's a lot of letters. It is. <laughs> Who began to create the character of Verka in the yeah, early 90s. So, described by him as a flamboyant middle-aged woman from a royal family working as a railroad sleeping car attendant. (laughs) And I remember a sketch in which she was doing that, and I didn't really understand what was going on. Mm. But there was a backstory always. There was a comedy show, and then, of course, through Eurovision became... Well, not world famous, but certainly European famous. Since Eurovision, quite a few songs released. But one that I really wanted to pay attention to is the EP Sexy from 2020, which was created as a sort of a tribute. A thank you to all the Eurovision fans who have loved her song and her contribution over the years. So we're going to play in a bit of Sexy now. Sexy. talked about Verka's outfit yet so the iconic silver star on the head that's embedded into like a disco ball yeah, yeah skull it's cap almost but yeah. wig vibe thing yeah I and know. we've got our dancers in the in the silver there's silver yeah. and there's gold yeah sort of that little, yeah. like... it's like Britney's hat in toxic, toxic, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's not... An, well, it's not technically an Air Steward hat, but Britney's... Made it encoded Coded that. it yeah. into an it, Air that's Steward how we hat. Think of it now. But then this was the same year that the UK were as Air Stewards as well. Yeah. Scooch. So very different ends of the table. Thankfully. Deservedly. <laughs> how to do it correctly. Air it's Air like speech. what Should you be? ordered online versus what arrived. Yeah, exactly <laughs> What does um, Tumbai mean? Sexy fun time. Sexy fun time. <laughs> Gosh. What does it mean? Well, they claimed at the time that it was, um, well, Virka, that it was Mongolian for whipped cream. <laughs> what was the actual meaning? Oh, no. I, I don't want to say. What was it? <laughs> well, it was basically, I think, and this was not proved, but this was claimed, particularly by the Russians, that it was Russia goodbye. So it was just nonsense words, so they could sing a song in which they said Russia goodbye. Because of it's Ukraine, um, goodbye Russia, we never want to be a part of you. Mm-hmm. Kind of important at the moment. But um that was why what critics said that's what this song's called it's is about and that's why it should be banned, because it's political. Mm. But she says, No, it's about whipped cream. So and then a Mongolian, they looked into the Mongolian and no, it's not Mongolian for whipped cream. <clears throat> it's just nonsense words. Oh. Yeah. But good for them telling Russia to fuck off. They should do it some more. Well, they have been doing it. <laughs> so, a legendary performance. I think also, as well, I mean, we don't know what point the the war um, in Ukraine is at, at the point when you're listening to this, but certainly at the point at which we're recording, Verka was still living in Kiev, in Ukraine, despite the offensive and everything to say wow. I'm not leaving Ukraine. and uh, Loads of posts um, anti-Putin, as you'd expect. So, very vocal supporting um, their own country. Right, I think we need to lighten the mood after that bit there. Well, we're going from a drag queen to another drag queen, are we not? A, a... drag queen! Spoiler alert, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Up next is the Juice Award. Yay! I need you. to go I need to, to you. Eurovision. What have we got? Not Your Mother by Lolita Zero. Gosh. Who competed to represent Lithuania in 2022. <gasps> Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So that was Lolita Zero with her signature horns. Mm. What a lot of fun that was. Yeah, so not a singing song. No. But an attitude song. And All about the presence, oh. the feel of it, the art of it. Yeah. The men in in <laughs> silver jumpsuits. The horns. I, I'm here for that. <laughs> the, the, the drama of horns. The horns. And the horn. And the horn. <laughs> Um, we should say that Monica Liu went to Eurovision for Lithuania this year and we did love that song actually in Mm. fact most of the UK loved it because they gave it lots of points Mm. but um, it doesn't Make me feel that this one wasn't deserving of getting there as well. Somehow, I don't know how that would have happened. It doesn't work like that. Yes, yeah, so maybe Lithuania. could have had two songs. Yeah, and someone who didn't get it could have not had a song. Like, no, we could have ditched the shit Malta one or something else that wasn't any good this year. The mechanical ball one. Yeah, I wasn't. In, I wasn't here for that Just one. Get rid of that. Yeah. Anyway, um, this is Geitis Ivanauskas who performs as a drag queen as Lolita Zero, and in fact, this was their second Eurovision. They also performed as Lolita Zero for um, Lithuania and again didn't get through quite a few years earlier mm. with the song Frighten, which is a bit odd. We saw a bit of it. It was, looked a bit cheap, didn't it? Well, it, it looked a bit more like they were lip syncing to the yes. backing vocals. Yeah. Whereas this one is a, more of a blending of vocals. Yeah. And it, it creates this weird sort of dramatic. Character mm-hmm. which works better than lip syncing to somebody else's vocals and kind of taking credit for it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm more for the theatrics of this one. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Gaitis Ivanauskas was born in 1980. They're a Lithuanian actor, dancer, and choreographer, and they set up their own the theatre named after themselves, the Gaitis Ivanauskas Theatre. Famous in Lithuania for having big roles in a production of, of Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet as Romeo. And as Raskolnikov in Crime and Punishment by Dostoevsky. So, yeah, an actor as well as a singer. I can just see Romeo with those giant horns. Oh, I really no. hope it was that. A gay <laughs> version of Romeo and <laughs> Julio. Oh, oh. That that must exist. Romeo and Julio. Julio. <laughs> yes, that. <laughs> as long as they only performed it in tight silver outfits. <laughs> with a demonic demon. Horns. Horns, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I thought that was a very worthy entry in the Juice Award slot. Even though I don't want to take anything away from Monica Lu. It should have gone to Eurovision. It I, it definitely deserves a play. It's the right level of weird. Oh, yeah. I mean, so was Monica. Yeah. With her sort of like... Celine 70s. Singer, slinky dress yeah. bob thing. Yes. But yeah, Lolita but, Zero needs to go to Eurovision again and get through. Third time lucky. Well, I definitely feel like I'm going to pay more attention to Lithuania's Song selection. Yes, because we didn't realize how extensive it was. It's as extensive mm. as Melody Festival. Yeah, they have three heats, then they have two semifinals, and then a final. It's brilliant that they and take they it that commit. Seriously. Yeah, Poof, yeah. And <laughs> we saw some of the performances. Um, the other ones at the top five, and they're all good. Hmm? Um, so yes, we are going to be looking out for Lithuania. Oh, Saturday nights are going to get pretty busy, aren't <laughs> they? January <me>? are. <laughs> <Tenure laughs> and February. Take this shit seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on, I hesitate. As We're we going to we hand over. Time. Yeah the randomizer. we are so, so we lose all control so I said 2007 I said 83 I think you did let's see what we get okay are you ready I'm about to press the randomizer's big button let's get our oh, year 1990 well you did want to be in the 90s for the <laughs> 80s so there you go <laughs>
1: I, will, I promise
0: to learn how numbers work before the next episode so 1990 so there were 22 entries that year so we're going to choose which number randomizable. Well, we are, yes. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna going to yeah, click on two. Take on the button. Six. Song number six. We have got Celine Carzo singing Quand je te for Luxembourg. Conde de Terev, by Celine Carzo. My first question for you. Mm-mm. How old do you think Celine was when she performed that? <laughs> well, she looks like she's in her 30s, so she's probably 18. 17? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Isn't that terrifying? I mm. mean, that's incredible. crazy. <laughs> she honestly looked definitely 30, yeah. if, if a day. So we already said it finished 13th, did it? No? Yep. Yes. Yeah. So, almost halfway through the field, a bit below, performing for Luxembourg. bit of a Luxembourg theme this episode. Mm. Yeah, both Bell and the Devotions and Mossadade's singing from Luxembourg. And it was the Luxembourgians who booed our lovely mm. Bell. Well, we did riot a little bit. Well, we did. Well, don't. our footballers, I don't football supporters rioted. Nothing to do with us. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> we looked for her on Spotify. She's not there. She's not there. And I can't find anything else about her online other than it was suggested that she sing the song for Luxembourg in 1990. Nothing else. Oh, it was just suggested. So at the time. Someone suggested that she sings it, so she turned up and yeah, sang it. Yeah, she did. And that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So we don't know much about her. We have to do the, the vote. Do we want it to go into our Spotify playlist? It doesn't <laughs> matter. It's not there. <laughs> Spotify has made hy- the decision for us. Hypothetically, would you have voted for it to go in there? I think if I listen to it again, yes, the the, the chorus bit was quite catchy. Yeah, wasn't and it, it had that like late rip, late eighties, early nineties. Like I could see this, I could hear this on Stranger Things or something like that. You know, Ooh. with that sort of yeah eerie weirdness, the sort of synth-y yeah. background Yeah, it's track. the synthiness <laughs> in a bit, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> the synthiness yeah. was a, a woman in a little black cocktail dress yes. in the back. So it was Ooh. that sort of edgy you pointed her out you enjoyed yeah. her like you? oh I thought it was cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> they were like lined in a V pointing towards what Celine working? at the front yeah. with her mm-hmm. massive perm again exactly back within an inch of it's oh, life oh teased 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 for the gods <laughs> <laughs> so that was a bit of a treat from the randomizer. thank god it wasn't Toto Katugno mm. whatever it's called the dreadful song ugh yeah. so yes that was 1990 hmm <laughs> So, what was your favourite song of the episode? If we have to go back through them. You know what? I think, for I'm Not Your Mother Is Gonna Be A Grower On Me. Yeah. Not, not for its singing, but for the, for the drama of it. I really enjoyed that. Mm. But then, yeah, I think that... Okay. I think I'm going to have to go with good old Polly Genova. If Love Was A Crime, it's a classic. If that ever came on in a club, we'll have to ask for that. That would... That's just the best You're going to get your little legs... <laughs> wiggling them, doing your little I don't think I would, but also I'm quite like the idea of um, shaking my, my booty to Moya stickler as well. That was great fun. I'd really drunk. That would be brilliant. Whipping your skirt off. Whipping my skirt off. <laughs> <laughs> I'll there in my high heels. Tapping away with my, my heels. Mm. Moya stickler. I can see it. I've yeah. seen it before. <laughs> 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 Nothing new here. No. Or of course gosh, that's a Tumbai. Classic classic. We've danced to it before and we will dance to it again. We will. We hope you've enjoyed yet another eclectic <laughs> Eurovision Queens. We'll be back again with you soon. We'll be back in the UK then. How dull is that? After our yeah, adventures it will be. Yeah. yeah. But we'll be in our new home. We'll be in our bungalow. Yay! <laughs> so until the next time please do follow us on the socials and also have conversations with us there. That would be nice. Yeah when we're there. Ready to be chatting. Jam- just be what were they, were they ready to chat okay to say, say hi to us I was know what you were ready for then <laughs> although some of our followers on twitter they seem to be ready for other things are they our followers or are they who you follow on twitter no they follow us <laughs> and are suggesting rude things <laughs> very very rude um <laughs> naughty in fact I'm not your mother um I sounded wrong <laughs> anyway socials are euro queens pod on twitter eurovision queens on instagram and eurovisionqueens@gmail.com yeah on email on <laughs> it's email not... <laughs> gmail is email <laughs> is you, it do you see is gmail email understand no <laughs> well i'll teach you i'll teach you that if you can teach me about numbers and how they work i think you're a lost cause on numbers no we'll be back with some solid <laughs> number facts number facts <laughs> and 50s to 80s songs <laughs> and that's number one. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
1: Eurovision. Eurovision. Eurovision.
0: do 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 do
1: Okay, happy end.